Hello, homeschool friends, and welcome to this episode of the Homeschool High School Podcast from SevenSistersHomeschool.com, brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I am one of your hosts, Sabrina Justison, here with my favorite all-time fabulous co-host, Vicki Tillman. And today is extra specially wonderful because we have gathered with all of our sisters from SevenSistersHomeschool.com. All six of us. All six of us at Seven Sisters. So we are here with Marilyn Group and Jim Smythe and Sarah Hayes and Allison Thorpe. Yay! Yay! All the sisters together. But wait, that was six. We're seven. Oh, you're the seventh sister because you tuned in to listen today and we are delighted to have you as our seventh sister. Welcome. Welcome indeed. So today we are going to explore a little trip down memory lane and we're going to uh, try to remember some of our favorite things that we did in our 20 plus years of homeschooling and also we're going to honestly share some of our fails because let's face it folks we got faves and we got fails <laughs> big time <laughs> yeah and it's okay right we can come back from failure because there is not one, one right way to, to homeschool, homeschool. Yes. All Which right. is so, a Marilynism, actually, in case you don't know that. Mm. I didn't know that that was a Marilynism. Yeah. That's yours, Marilyn. That is. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fabulous. So let's start with field trips. Favorites First, or fails? Um, favorites or fails. Let's start with favorites. Favorites are nice. Um, okay. His, how about history-related field trips. What were some fabulous history-related field trips? Well, our, my all-time favorite history field trip was to the Calmore Nickel, which, which is, is our local tall ship. It's what some of the uh, folks came over from Sweden and uh, sailed on the Calmore Nickel, which is a teeny tiny vessel, not too dissimilar from, say, maybe the pilgrims came over okay. on. And so um, it's like the Mayflower kind of. Um, and it's been recreated and it's right here in uh, our local area and so we were able to go and do uh, learn about sailing learn about some of the things from the times and then actually take a ride on the boat you rode on the boat we rode on the boat wow not r-o-w-e-d but r-o-d-e <laughs> <laughs> very good all right calmar nickel what else we went to boston we went to boston and plymouth yeah. And one of my favorites was at Gettysburg, which we did at least twice. Did you go to Boston in the fall? Yes, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In the fall. To ask. We, once we went to Boston in the fall. Okay, yes, good. Um, so a lot of our kids at Gettysburg reenacted scenes from the movie Gettysburg. Yes. So you should definitely watch the movie before you go. They did Pickett's Charge. They did Pickett's right. Charge and in they the rain. In the, <laughs> and Chamberlain's Wheel there yes. on the, the side of the hill and jumped rocks. At the Devil's Den. Devil's, Devil's Den. Den. Mm. Yes, I didn't watch them jump the rocks. It was a little scary. They were very daredevil-ish at that time in their lives. So they were jumping. So the best part was when um, they did a reenactment of the Underground Railroad Oh, yes. Oh. One of my kids' favorite memories is the terror as Marilyn chased them because she was a slave catcher. 
we weren't even on that trip, and that's like a big thing in our family here because we've heard it so many times. Allison, you look like you remember something. I remember the Gettysburg trip that one student uh, wanted to go to the cavalry battlefield that nobody else cared about because it was just a field, and everybody else was bored, but... We went. So it was, it was a fail to everybody yes, else. But the one. The one student got that, that field in. Awesome. Um, Renaissance Fair. Uh, lots oh. of trips to the Renaissance Fair. So the, our kids that were in uh, the Mag Madrigal Choir mm. would go there every year and they do compete. a competition. Yeah. yeah. And that was really good for the high schoolers. Built their transcript, by the way, because it gave them a competition. And we did career exploration there because some of my children, <laughs> who will remain nameless, and yeah, I could get in trouble, came home and they announced to their dad that they were going to be mud beggars. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen a mud beggar, they're the people that would wrestle in the mud on the, on the side of the river to entertain the wealthy people who would throw them money. <laughs> so when we studied the Renaissance, we went as a co-op to the Renaissance Fair. Dressed up. Yes. The, the, the girls sewed their costumes. Excellent. Nearly killed us all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so important. it was a fave and a fail. The sewing part was. Sewing part was a fail and the trip was. Well, the, the costumes turned out well. It just was the dickens on our blood pressure. Okay. Speaking of blood pressure, how about the blood bank? That was another mixed field <laughs> trip. That right? was a favorite and a fail. <laughs> I, my, my kids, a couple of them, just thought it was really cool they, they really they liked, liked it. it but we were studying biology so of course you got to take the kids to the blood bank and see how things work so we had about 20 kids and they started melting left and right he would they would be standing and then they were just kind of sliding to the floor <laughs> oh my goodness some of the biggest toughest boys were some of the first to go and we didn't get to go on that trip, but we took a trip to our local walk-in clinic and had a similar experience. One of the kids just went down, just hit the deck. In the waiting room? In the, right in the exam room with no no blood, no guts, no nothing going on. Just, just, just being the there. Yes, yeah, just the thought. So we did some big trips that evolved overnights and stuff too. We have done New York City. Um, of course, we're on the East Coast. We're in the Delaware, Maryland area. And uh, so New York was, was uh, three and a half hours away, something like that. And there's so much to do in a place like New York. What were some of the things that you guys remember doing with kids in New York? We did Ellis Island and the Statue of Liberty for one trip. We also went to um, the UN and saw some of the sites actually in the city at least one time at least once mm -hmm. at the maybe UN. twice mm -hmm. we went to the metropolitan art museum oh, we did that was a good one yes we got lost on the subway and went the wrong way and went like 15 stops before i realized that we were at the total <laughs> opposite end of the city of where we were supposed to be <laughs> i can beat you on that one when i took the group of kids down to dc and i had a baby on my hip and a bunch of teenagers and the other mom that was with me, we got on the subway and watched all the kids as we waved goodbye to them. And they were still on the platform and we were in the metro. 
And it was in the days before cell phones. It was in the days oh. before. We are very old. Okay, so you have to tell how that story resolves because I was. Not I with traumatized. Her. I don't <laughs> they they all survived and they came back at the end. They so. all did. So they have leverage to hold over my head. For oh, they have a lot of years. leverage. <laughs> a a failed field trip, according to my second oldest son, was when. Uh, a bunch of kids visited a local herb farm mm-hmm. where the woman kept telling them that these herbs could be used, they were edible and could be used for medicinal purposes, but could never tell them what medicinal purposes they were for. The irony of it is when he got married, he ended up getting married on that same herb farm. <laughs> so, And he complained about that field trip for years, years. to come. Yep. That is awesome. Oh, wow. One of the oh, favorite ones that we like to rem- reminisce about that was a uh, listed as a fail was a biology chemistry field trip to a local sewage treatment oh, plant. Chemistry, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the smelliest field trip of all time. Absolutely. And it was raining and we didn't know it was going to be an outside walking tour. We thought it was going to yeah. be inside. So some of the kids were not appropriately dressed for the cold and rainy weather <laughs> in the stinky, smelly sewage treatment plant. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was a fail. <laughs> but isn't it ironic? Like some of the biggest fails are also some of the greatest memories and the, some of the things yeah. that we still talk about now. It's like our our dam field trip. Ah, oh, the dam field trip. The dam field. Tell us about the dam field trip. Vicky. So we went to several dam field trips. Same dam. The Conowingo <laughs> Dam is uh, still uh, it's in our local area, and so it's great bird watching. So when we did a bird unit. We could go see the eagles fishing right mm. there at the dam because all the fish are stuck. They can't get up the river. So it's good for that. But also when well, we study... it's good for the eagles. It's not good for the fish. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm an eagles fan, so that's okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. sorry. But when we studied the, the 30s, we had a tour in the dam. You Back got to do a dam tour. Yeah. Awesome. Inside the dam. Wow. Well, can you imagine how interesting inside a dam is? To a bunch of teenagers. To a bunch of, yeah. (laughs) Like, they they were not overly impressed because there's nothing that you can see. It's these tile floors and there's some machines inside of glass. And so they didn't see anything. So they, they were not overly impressed. So goes down in history my daughter we were all in um, Maryland's big black van 15 passenger van and um, my daughter was a teenager at that time and was not impressed with the damn field trip (laughs) and uh, so she was making um, cranky comments and I told her that she needed to behave herself and so she made a cranky face and I told her that she was embarrassing herself with her nonverbals. So, to this very day, I am tormented by the kids telling me that I'm embarrassing myself with my nonverbals. So that was a parenting fail. Wow. Okay, let's talk a little bit a little bit about curriculum. Now, not necessarily like full out. Uh, we we there's so much curriculum available, but. What are things that we use to supplement whatever core curriculum we had chosen to use? And I know like Kim and I did a couple of co-ops um, during high school where we used materials from the great courses and did DVDs that were, um, what did we do? Exercise physiology was one. We did the, 
one on nutrition. Nutrition. Did y'all exercise? Good old beads. We did. We d- and they made they we, made us do. The moms had to do even the had to do evaluation. full body measurements. Boy, talk about like being oh. out there in front of your kids and. Yep. Okay, so like let's measure the floaties of my arms that are you know. <laughs> We did, yeah. They were very kind to us. Yeah, we're very, very vulnerable. Yeah. Well, we have, Sabrina's son was interested in being a personal trainer, and he's still very interested in physical fitness, and and my daughters are very into athletics, and they thought they might be interested in being personal trainers, so we charged them with the idea of being our personal trainers. That part kind of fell off a little bit, but we all went through the series together and did different activities together and combined that with another, another nutrition series. Yeah. yeah, it was very interesting. We went up and looked at labels in the kitchen cabinets and um, yeah, it was good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Now we've had curriculum, supplemental curriculum fails too. I, there was a, I believe there was a movie incident with you, Vicki. Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of supplementing what we're studying with movies. You can really do really well with history that way. So I decided that my kids needed some Rogers and Hammerstein experiences because that was part of American culture in the 50s and mm-hmm. and uh, I like Rogers and Hammerstein. I do too. Me too. So I like the music but, but my kids, so we get about 10 minutes into the story and the kids are telling me, Mom, what do you do for a living? I'm a counselor. Mom, these women are so codependent. <laughs> <laughs> So they absolutely refused to watch movies that were teaching them to be codependent. <laughs> well, that was probably the result of good life skill preparation. That we right? never got to see. Rogers with Hammerstein. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a friend who has some great resources. If you do experience a fail with anything and you're trying to recover from curriculum that you purchased that is just not working out or a plan that you had for the homeschool year that is just really not playing out very well and our friend Melanie Melanie Wilson has um, some really great what podcast episodes at homeschool sanity yeah at homeschool sanity she has several episodes on what to do when you buy curriculum you didn't use or it doesn't fit your next kid so we're not affiliates we just love Melanie's podcast Yes. She's so also can, on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network, right? She, she is. is indeed Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. She also blogs at psychowithsix.com. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. So shout out to our friend Melanie. Hey Melanie. Hi Melanie. Um, projects. We did a lot of project days over the years when we were learning in co-ops together or classes at our local umbrella school. Right. So uh, what were some favorite projects that we did? Um, I remember in particular studying some Native American history and culture and doing um, dancing and the give giveaways. Giveaways, yeah. What's a giveaway? That's where you give stuff away. Oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so new. <laughs> in a special event, like a birthday or a, an anniversary, you would invite people over and give them things. So kind of backwards, you know, we, we do the getting in our culture today, but in those days you would give away. Oh, very nice. That's very cool. nice. Uh, Kim's group, would, as we were brainstorming before the podcast, Kim was in a group once that was studying Antarctica, and what did oh, you do with that? Oh, we had such a blast at our house, and we made such a mess. 
and we probably like almost put someone in a diabetic coma, but we took sugar cookie dough and we had several teams and we baked and made sugar cookie maps of Antarctica. And then each team had a tub of white frosting and sugar cubes and marshmallows and they decorated their map to be um, a topical geographical map of Antarctica. That is really disgusting. Yeah. It was like you could just smell the sugar in the room. It was crazy. And then um, they're not exactly southern lights, but we watched a video about the northern lights. And then we had to have to burn off all that sugar. Then we had relay races out in the backyard. And it was really hot that day, by the way. Um, and we had piles of clothing that you would maybe wear, not really, but, you know, that you would wear to, to symbolize how much... Uh, you would have to protect yourself from the cold and the wind in Antarctica. Can you imagine what your neighbors were thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Wow. I can remember us traveling up in Marilyn's big black van when we went to Boston. And Marcus was real little oh, then. And he was like eight. Yeah. Wow. And Got twisted up in the seatbelt, so we had to cut him out. Oh, gosh. Oh, my. Because it was a yeah. long drive, so he was a little restless and... It rounded oh, and around it in the locked seatbelt. itself so we couldn't get him out. <laughs> wow. Oh no. Wow, that's crazy. Um, what about I heard something about a jello issue? At one of our co-ops, one of our friends, Cindy, she had borrowed a jello mold shaped like a brain. A brain. And she yeah. made this jello that was this ugly gray color in this brain mold and the kids wouldn't even touch it. It was for lunch. <laughs> the moms wouldn't touch it either. That's true. <laughs> but it was educational. I mm. guess it was. They'll never forget it. <laughs> uh, staying in the science and anatomy arena, Kim, you had some some something there? Oh, one of our friends, we were studying hearing and the ear, and one of our friends in her family room built a larger-than-life-size crawl-through model of an ear. <laughs> and we all had to crawl through the model, and like it was just great. Like, the eardrum was like a pie plate, and, the, you know, for the hammer and the stirrup, we had a little, it was great. It was awesome. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right, how about serious fails with projects? I've heard that chemistry lends itself to trouble for some folks. Well, for some people like me who I was showing the kids something that I blocked out of my mind, but we were at one of the mom's house and we had magnetic marbles and I don't know how I did it, but I caught them on fire. So we almost <laughs> burned her house down. Okay. So she didn't invite us back to her house the next year. <laughs> and we were doing a play about Native Americans and pilgrims and I was making popcorn at home on the stove to take with us and something more exciting was going on in the house and the next thing you know we turned around and there were flames about two feet high coming out of the pot. Oh my. So yeah, it was <laughs> that, pretty. That wasn't authentic there. <laughs> so these were homeschool fire episodes. Very good. My children learned how fire extinguishers work that day. Well, then it was very <laughs> educational. It was educational. Yes. Yeah. That's chemistry too. Yeah, you got That's it. right. Absolutely. 
All right, well, you know, all of these things were definitely memorable, whether they were favorites or whether they were failures. They definitely created memories. And so we're just going to encourage you to equip your homeschoolers to record those memories. Yes, um, indeed. It's, it's a great thing to take stuff that you're experiencing and write about it so that that story stays with you and you're also getting writing done. For the homeschool transcript, because yes. they need writing for their language arts credits. What types of writing really need to be included on a high school language arts credit, Vicki? Ah, well, what do you think about research papers? I know somebody who believes in teaching kids to write great research papers, and that would be our sister Allison, who's yeah. here with us today. She's the queen of research papers. So Allison has a MLA writing guide for research papers and you know kids when they go on field trips will find things that catch their interests and they can use that as a topic for their 10-page research paper or however long they're making it that year. Very good and what other types of writing beyond research writing? Uh, can you imagine what kind of essays have you seen <laughs> on the field trips? I have seen a few but um, can write essays compare contrast or just persuasive essays. Our kids probably could have written a few about why we should not have gone on that particular field trip <laughs> and backed it up pretty successfully. <laughs> they have lots of ammunition yeah. for that essay because they need essays for their language arts credit. And it's also very important to have creative writing like short mm. stories. So interestingly, SevenSistersHomeschool.com has a family narrative guide which is a good kind of introductory short story where they can get us back for some of those field trips. <laughs> and those guides are available in the bookstore at sevensistershomeschool.com and the uh, PDF file of the various writing guides, um, those will download immediately after purchase. And you just want to save that file on your computer because we sometimes have folks who purchase their um, digital ebook curriculum from Seven Sisters and are not entirely sure where their downloads save to on their own computer. That would be one so, of those. <laughs> we were talking today in a meeting that we were having about how we, we need to just keep reminding you that when you purchase ebook curriculum, you need to know where you saved it because you're going to want to find that later so that your kid can use it. <laughs> So we encourage you to take advantage of the various writing guides at sevensistershomeschool.com. And I guess we also want to encourage you to learn in lots of different environments and lots of different ways. High school is not the time to stop going on field trips. No, indeed. It's not the time to stop having project days. It's the time to do lots of that kind of learning because much of the textbook learning is becoming more challenging. Some of it is less experiential and more, um, am I ever going to use this kind of, kind of stuff. And so to keep your kids interested in learning and to help create a culture of lifelong learning, make sure that when they hit those teen years, you're going on awesome field trips and you're doing wonderful project days and you're exploring cooperative learning environments with other homeschool families you know. And keep them interested because there's not one right way to, to homeschool. homeschool. So true. And so on that note, we're going to thank you for joining us and wrap up this episode of the Homeschool High School podcast from 7sistershomeschool.com. 
brought to you by the Ultimate, Ultimate Homeschool, Homeschool Radio, Radio Network. Network. Hey, wait a minute. I've got a really cool idea. And what's that? Uh-oh. What if some of our seventh sisters visit us at iTunes? Are we on iTunes? We are on iTunes. That's cool. wonderful. And if they did, they could write a review maybe and maybe give us some stars. Is that a field trip if they go to iTunes? Only a mental <laughs> one. <laughs> in leaving a review or some stars on iTunes is that you could help some other homeschool families find us because it will it will move things into a place where people can find us easily when they're searching for encouragement and practical suggestions for homeschooling high school. High school. So thanks for joining us. If you have friends who are also high school homeschoolers and you think they might be encouraged, point us point them, sorry, to in us. our direction. Yes, point them to us. And be sure to check out future podcasts as well as the many, many blog posts on the Seven Sisters Homeschool.com website. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.